Welcome to the Lead a New Future podcast. I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, a senior leadership trainer with close to two decades of experience. The leadership I'm about is one that values respect and transparency while harnessing our ability to effect change. With a clinical background, I've worked within highly acclaimed leadership teams in the health sector of New Zealand before spending a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences across multiple countries. And here's the thing about leadership. Leadership is just as important within our homes as it is within every level of our community, teams and organisations. In this podcast, you'll find a variety of conversations that connect to our leadership and our lives, where we can impact what matters, where it matters. Let's get into it. Welcome to this conversation. We're going to be talking about the importance of upfront communication. Yes, upfront communication. There's a few different things that I want to share in this, including I'm going to share how I'm actively, proactively supporting my son to develop within himself as a character attribute clear and upfront communication. And I'm going to share how I'm doing that and things that I'm actively doing and not doing to support him to develop this within himself. Why? Because, oh my God, upfront communication, being the kind of person who is upfront in their communication is a absolute power skill. It's, it's not really skill, but it's like it's a part of our character that when we develop this within ourselves, it takes us a very long way in life. Because if we're the kind of person who's upfront in our communication and we teach the world around us that they can trust our communication, that then we can create relationships that are solid and trustworthy. People know us as someone who will be upfront. Therefore, our communication has power to it. Our words carry weight versus if we're not upfront in our communication. We train the world that our, our words don't have weight, that they don't hold value, that people don't trust us then with what we say. And that has a whole shit ton of impact that comes with us. To feel both sides of what it can be between being someone with upfront communication and with not, believe me, and you want to be paying attention to this conversation, but you want to be someone who is developing within yourself clean, clear, upfront communication. So in a moment, I'm going to share with you how I'm supporting my son to develop this within his own internal fiber. But I want to, before I do that, share a quick experience that I had just recently where I had the experience with someone who was the opposite of being upfront in the communication and to share the impact, the impact for me and the impact for her because this for her is definitely not happening in isolation here. This will be happening in other areas of her life. It will be a way of being for her that she hasn't developed yet that will be impacting other areas of her life. And as I share this example with her, Please know that this isn't about her in particular. This is an example. But also what I get is that she most likely grew up in some kind of an environment where being upfront in communication wasn't developed and it wasn't fostered. Let's put it that way. And in fact, probably the opposite was fostered. Some t- many times when people grow up in environments where they're made wrong 
they are made to feel guilty for making certain decisions and for doing the wrong thing when the, and someone comes down on them like a ton of bricks, then what people often learn is to avoid saying certain things so that they don't get into trouble, they don't get made wrong. And my feel of the situation with this woman is very much it could have been like that. And so then hence, as an adult, she's now not upfront in her communication. So it has a huge ripple effect. So anyway, I, I just wanted to kind of share that bigger picture before I share about the experience with her. So here's the experience. She signed up to coaching, reached out. Kate, I want to do coaching with you. I've always wanted to coach with you. Great. Had a talk. I vetted her to make sure that what she wanted and what she needed in coaching is something that I can, in fact, provide. I never, ever, ever sign up someone for any coaching with me unless I know that the services I provide are going to be a great fit for what that person actually wants. Otherwise, I'll refer them on. And for me, that's a really solid integrity piece. So I vetted her. Great. Exactly what she wanted was exactly what I provide. We had a conversation backwards and forwards, um, answered all her questions, all the things, found out a lot more, et cetera, et cetera. At the end, it's like, would you like to go ahead? Yes, I would. I'm in. Sign me up. Awesome. We talked through the investment and would you like to do an, an would you like some installments, an installment plan or would you like to do full pay? Full pay. Sign me up. Full pay. Great. Do you have what you need to register today? Yes, I do. Great. When would you like to get started? I'd prefer to get started sooner rather than later. Cool. I do actually have some space this week. Would you like to start this week? Yes. So we, we made a booking, our first coaching call for Thursday. All of this was her choice. She could have said no. She could have said easy pay. She could have said I want to start in a few weeks time. She could have said whatever she wanted. She was yes, 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 yes. Now, now, now. Here's where I want to make. She, she was a yes the whole way. Long story short, she never came through. She never actually registered. And yet each day when the team, my team was in communication with her, she was making noises as if she was still going ahead. She never once communicated with us, hey, I've changed my mind. Now, if she had have said, hey, I've changed my mind, great, change mind, sweet. Like, I never pressure anyone. I want to work with people who are actively involved and committed and we're going to boogie together and we're going to do some really great epic work together. I am not interested in trying to get someone back on if they've genuinely changed their mind before they've registered. Does that make sense? So, but she didn't. She didn't. She was not upfront in her communication. Now, I don't know if I actually mentioned this, but being upfront in our communication is when what we say and what we intend align. That's not a dictionary definition. That's a Kate definition. Is when what we say and what we actually intend align. So she kept each day for the three and a half days before our coaching call was booked, kept saying to the team that she was still booking, she was still booking. Not once did she say she wasn't. And then the night before, she went out of communication and she's been completely out of communication ever since. Most likely never hear from her again. Yet at any point she could have said, hey, I'm not going to do it, um, which would be totally fine. But one, it would have saved our team mucking around. It would have saved my time. I got up in the morning and had that time put aside to coach her, and yet she wasn't there. She didn't follow through. Uh, now, just to be clear, I didn't get on the call. An hour before the call, when I got up in the morning, the team said to me, hey, she still hasn't registered. So I got into communication with her and basically like, hey, it's an hour and a half before the call. You haven't registered. So I, and we haven't heard from you. So we won't be going ahead with this. Um, so really, really clear. I'm At that point, I'm not going to get on to coaching with someone. There's just no. 
it's not the type of situation that feels clear and solid for me. So anyway, I declined it at that point. But also she may have just gone MIA at that point anyway. Here's my thing, like totally not upfront in communication. And the thing is with that is that it has an impact. Well, of course it had an impact on me because I put my time aside. Like if you know me at all when you've been listening to these podcast episodes, I highly respect my time. My time is marked around. It could have been just so easily avoided just by communicating, right? Just communicate, Literally communicate. If ever the key to um, upfront communication is you say what you intend, and if things change, you get into communication with that person. You let you let them know. You don't leave them hanging and guessing. You close loops of communication. That's basically the guts of it. And but more so, yes, the impact on me. But let's look at the impact on her. Being the kind of person who goes through life not upfront in your communication has a crap ton of impact in your life. Essentially what you're doing is you're training people that your words don't matter. You're training people that your words do not hold weight. And that is not something that you're going to want to do. Well, I mean, you can decide whatever you want to do with your life, but if (laughs) you want to have a life where you have um, the ability to cause change, where you feel proud of yourself, where you are able to impact things, where people see you as someone who's trustworthy, where when you say something that your word has weight to it, where people respect your word. This comes from clear upfront communication, where we train the people around us that when we say something, that it's meaningful what we say. And we can also change our minds, but we get into communication communication about that. So yeah, it has a huge freaking impact. So now I want to share about how I'm supporting my son in the last few years to really develop this within himself. So my son is 15 and for the last, I'd say about two years, we've been really focusing on clear upfront communication. And I, this is something that I've done as a parent for years and years and years is really kind of felt into sort of the character attributes that feel the most supportive for each of my kids. I've got two kids, one grown 20 year old and Zion who's 15. And just really feeling into the character attributes that I feel would be the most supportive for them to develop within themselves um, before they sort of leave out into the world. And for Zion, what I really felt was this clear upfront communication would be so supportive for him. And that has been a very big focus for me. So what I also realized with to support him in having clear upfront communication, one of the core things that I needed to support him with was to have an environment around him where it was safe to say what he thought and felt. And it was safe to actually be honest with where he's at and what he's done, including when he's made mistakes. Think about that for a moment. How often is parenting, we parent at our kids. We tell them what to do. When they make mistakes or they do something that we deem is, and I'm putting quotes in the air, wrong, we come down on them like a ton of bricks. We berate them. We get angry at them. We punish them. And therefore, what are they learning? They're learning, don't fucking tell mum and dad that thing because they'll come down on us. So we're starting to sow the seeds in very early age of not being upfront in communication, right? I want my son to come to me and speak to me 
about things, including when he's made a mistake. And I want him to know that it's a safe environment to do so. So therefore, I have to be proactively cultivating a safe environment in the moments when he has done something where he's made a choice and he's regrets it, or he made, he's made a choice and he's being impacted by it. And he's having a freaking learning experience in his life. My job in those situations is to come to him as a person-to-person conversation, that we talk it through. Those are the moments to really practice communication where the rubber hits the road. So I'm coming at those conversations not as a mum talking at her son and telling him what he should have done and what he should do to, right, and kind of like talking at him. I'm coming to the conversation person to person where we can talk it through together, where his experience is respected, where I'm also respecting the fact that uh, that teenagers are supposed to be making mistakes, right? They're supposed to try things out. They're supposed to make mistakes. I'm holding that on the inside for myself and respecting that he's a teenager going through that. So for example, just recently, he was suspended. He rang me, distraught. He was absolutely devastated that he was suspended. And it just so happened that the thing that he was suspended for, he didn't actually do. He was, someone came into the bathroom at the school um, in the toilets and him and uh, two friends were standing there. The two friends were vaping. He wasn't vaping and all three of them got suspended. And also good, like great. I think the school did a great job of following through with a clear consequence. And it was, I think, a really great thing because it impacted him. And that's the other thing is I'm not, I've been really mindful of um, not running around after my kids to try to try and remove the impact of life on them. I want them to feel impacted at different times. I want them to go through different impacts in really healthy ways so that they can use these different moments of impact to develop resiliency to course correct at times, right? So when he rang me and he was devastated, haven't heard him cry like that before. I was like, I didn't say this out loud, but in my mind, I was like, great, this is great. This is, he's, he's impacted by something. This is fabulous. Of course, I didn't say that to him. So we had a great conversation. I did not come down on him like a ton of bricks. I didn't make him wrong for it. But this was an opportunity for him to really reflect and to make some new decisions. And so what we ended up doing was I was actually staying out at the beach at that time. I was having a week out of the beach and I was um, filming some things. So I said, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to come out to the beach with me. No, I don't want to. Well, that's fine. I get that. But you're also going to come out to the beach with me because for the next three days while you're suspended, that's where you're going to do. You're going to be and you're going to hang out with me at the beach and you can go on walks and you can use this two days for reflection. And we use it as an opportunity to really look at. So the thing is, is that life heads, and this was a conversation we got to have. And the great thing is because he was impacted, he was more engaged in this conversation. I am getting to a point in a minute. I'm going to swing back around to this point about upfront communication. It's coming, I promise. But, you know, we got to have a really great conversation around how when things just slowly slip, we have these slow slips, just small slips in a direction that those slips over time, you know, sort of like two years down the track, three years down the track, five years down the track can end us up in very different destinations. And the slips seem very innocent at the time, but we don't realize the gravity of where they're heading us until like a few years down the track, we turn around and we look back and we go, holy crap, how did I get here? I had such great aspirations for myself. And so this was a real opportunity for us to talk through that and to 
fully, fully, fully respect him during this conversation. And not at any stage did he feel me coming down on him or making him wrong or anything. He felt love. He felt support. He felt um, guidance. And then we talked about, and he had the opportunity then to bring up the er couple of areas in one particular that he felt he had slipped in recently, that he said in the background of his mind had felt very disappointing for him. And so the kind of like outcome of this was I said to him, cool, come out to the beach for two days and I want you to put some thought into two new decisions. Two new decisions. And if you, my darling, create, have two new solid decisions for yourself that have you course correct, then this was a wonderful thing. And sometimes that happens in life that we have situations that at the moment it feels like something's crumbling down. But if we can use those moments to force correct for ourselves, then those moments can be so supportive in the bigger picture. And he got it. He got it, he got it, he got it. But and it's, the cool thing is he course corrected the thing that he had had slipped, it's back on track and he's just like, he's just fucking rocketing now and it's so cool. But my point of this is like in these kinds of ways in which we're parenting, it's teaching him that it's safe to speak up, that it's safe to make mistakes, and like it's okay to make mistakes, that when we make mistakes, we are not wrong people. And guess what this fosters? This fosters an environment for, drum roll please, you know what I'm going to say, upfront communication. Yes, the mother skill, the power skill. He is becoming a young man who's upfront in his communication, who's not being cagey and avoidant. Now, We've had some moments. Of course we have. Like that's part of being a teenager. This is where he learns that it's safe. Because even at times in the last couple of years when communication hasn't been up front and when that's been found out, that wasn't made wrong. Get that piece. Like I want you to get that. Okay, I'm going to say that again. At times in the past when communication wasn't up front, guys, this is normal. It's natural. Teenagers are going to do their things. And when that was found out, he wasn't made wrong for that. But it became a communication opportunity of seeing and painting a bigger picture, a bigger picture for our actions, a bigger picture for why it matters to be upfront in communication, that when we are upfront in our communication, who people get to know us as and that our words really carry weight. So yeah, I hope this is is in some way, shape or form a really useful conversation and whether it's reaffirming for you how important it is to support yourself to be very upfront in your communication and to have your words align with your intentions and what you intend and whether it's like reminding you oh yeah shit that's right if I change my mind about something get back into communication with the person that I've changed my mind with and and update them on where things are at or um, whether it's you know you do have kids and you're raising kids and you are really wondering you know sort of how to support them to foster some really clear communication for themselves and because I actually know like it it can feel the most bizarre experience to move away from how we were perhaps parented. And I have definitely found over, I've been a mum now for 20 years, um, over the last 20 years, and I feel like I've been moving away from traditional kind of parenting for those 20 years, and there's always been new layers that keep coming up. But it's a very bizarre experience at times when we go, we go to parent in a way that feels very automatic, and we go to parent in like kind of like an old way, and then we check ourselves and we go, what is this really fostering? 
is this fostering people to be cagey? Is this fostering our kids to avoid communicating with us? Is this fostering people feeling bad, like our kids feeling bad and wrong about themselves and questioning their own actions? Or do we want to foster within them communication that it's safe to come to us and that it's a really great thing to be upfront and you know, foster all of the kind of like accessory learnings that we can paint around something when we're not just coming down on them with a ton of bricks. So yeah, I, th- I hope this conversation has been useful in some way, shape or form. And I always find it really useful to hear what you got out of this conversation. So if you want to come into Instagram um, at Kate Ruby Aroha and share with me in the DMs what you got from this conversation, I would love to know. I find it really, really useful. 